Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, back on the broadcast today. It is October, which means it's Reformation Month. What's Reformation Month? Well, um, October is generally regarded as Reformation Month because it was on October 7th or rather October 30th, uh, 1517. October 31? 31, thank you. October 31, 1517, uh, that Martin Luther uh, published his uh, 95 Theses, uh, challenges uh, to the church hierarchy of his day, the Rome, to the Roman church, and is often cited as the beginning of the Protestant Reformation. And, you know, there were, there were lots of rumblings before that, uh, even going back a few centuries before that, but that is kind of a landmark moment uh, that historians uh, have generally looked to as the beginning of the Protestant Reformation. I think, I'm pretty sure I have ADD, because I don't even know why I asked that question. <laughs> Because that's not where I was going. All I can say is, this is great radio. Right out of the chute, we're bringing you the best for the morning for you. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, We're going to regroup. Okay, regrouping. We are answering questions. I'm sure you'll segue. You'll connect this to Reformation. The fact of the matter is, um, it's during Reformation Month that we as a family... kind of pause from our normal routine of devotional readings and other things to to kind of go back into church history and say, well, who was Martin Luther? Who was John Calvin? Who were some of these great men and women of the faith? And so then we read all of these um, biographies of, of these great men and women and how God used them to help reform the church and help the church be more true to its call from the scriptures. And so for us, Reformation Month really just means Christian biography you just, month. You just saved the show. So that's, that's the question. What Christian biographies have impacted you the most okay, well, in your life? Well, well, let me jump. And we can only go one at a time, okay? Because you guys are way older than me. Well, I mean, like, significantly. And if we just listen to your lists all day long, then I'll never get a chance to actually talk. Well, about. I was just about to talk when you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> let me, I'll, I'll just be very brief about it. Because it's a good segue. We've been talking about Martin Luther and, and Reformation Month. Uh, far and away, the Christian biography that has uh, influenced me the most. When I was a college student many years ago, back in the 70s, um, I read Here I Stand. Mm. Uh, It's uh, the story of the life of Martin Luther by an author named Roland Bainton. Uh, It is still a classic. I recommend it. Um, our, Our whole congregation read it a few years ago for the 500th anniversary in 2017, 500th anniversary of the, of the Reformation. 
Anyway, uh, when I was a college student reading about Martin Luther and, uh, you know, it was probably the, the age that I was and, and setting the direction for my life and, and wondering where my life was going to go, that had such a huge impact on me. Uh, the, the role model of faith and, and a very heroic role model, by the way, of, of Martin Luther just inspired me. And uh, I wanted to, I wanted, I suddenly just became intrigued by him, wanted to read his writings, understand uh, what the Reformation was all about, and um, not just from a historical standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint, and uh, how God uh, is working, uh, was working then and is working now. So anyway, that one was huge for me. Yeah. I think one that was huge for me was um, The Life and Times of George Whitfield by an author named Arnold Dallimore. It's a two-volume set. set, uh, Banner of Truth is the publisher. So it's the the kind of authorized biography on on Whitfield. Anyway, um, okay, so I know you guys don't like me very much right now, but you wouldn't have you wouldn't have liked me at all like 10 years ago. (laughs) And Whitfield Whitfield helped me to have a, a model of philosophy of ministry where I, I, I feel like I can be serious about the gospel and the doctrines of grace and yet more charitable to, to people who disagree. Uh-huh. Um, and he, he really helped me with that. But it's, it's a great, regardless of where you're at on the spectrum of being a Christian, you're going to hear great stories and you're going to hear how God moved and you're going to get good theology. It's just a wonderful, wonderful set. Mm-hmm. So... Thanks to George Whitfield, you guys maybe like me a little bit. <laughs> let's not let's not engage in crazy talk. <laughs> the question was, what are what Christian biographies have impacted you the most? I'm not sure if they're the ones that impacted me the most, but it would be the ones that I I find the most helpful right now in my own family. Um, it's a set of collection of of kids books really by Simonetta Carr and she has written probably 12 to 15 of these Christian biographies um, and you're thinking well they're kids books well they are but they're extremely well done the artwork in them is great but the stories are incredibly informative and some of them are about well-known people and some are are about people that maybe you've never heard of. So we're reading one right now um, about Julia Gonzaga, and it's a, a, a gal in Italy, and I'm only halfway through because we've been reading it the last couple of nights. But it's telling about her coming to faith in Christ and the way God used her in the Reformation, this, this lady in Italy that maybe most of us would never have heard of. And what I've found is my kids throughout the years are entirely engaged in the story, and it helps them to learn of these historical moments. And what it does is it doesn't just allow them to know the people. What's more important is, and the reason why I think biographies are so essential for our, our literary diet, is it communicates to us something about God and how he works in history and how he continues to uphold his church um, throughout all times. Yeah. And what you really see is God's faithfulness. Yeah. It, what you see is God's steadfast love and commitment, his covenant that he's going to uphold 
um, in the lives of various men and women throughout history. And I mm-hmm. think we have to teach our kids that. Which that's one of the benefits of, of reading. So we're in the middle of COVID season. We're right before the election. Uh, it looks like the sky is falling <laughs> in every way. Uh, and this is why biographies are so practical because all the faithful men and women that have gone before us, th- we're going to read about their own trials, their own problems, and we're going to see how God has been faithful in delivering them. And it actually gives us strength in the trials that we're in. Yeah. An- another one, this just popped into my head, Josh, as you're talking about uh, trials, a very recent biography on uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, written by Eric Metaxas. And uh, Bonhoeffer uh, was a, a Christian theologian in Germany prior to and, and leading up to and during uh, World War II. He was part of the resistance uh, to Adolf Hitler, was was arrested and imprisoned for his resistance to the Nazi regime, and uh, in 1945 was executed. Just one week before the prison camp where he was held, one week before it was liberated, he was executed uh, by the Nazis. But uh, a genuinely uh, inspiring story Mm. of faith, and particularly faith as it relates to the political situation in which he found himself and relating relating as a Christian to this totalitarian and murderous re- regime of Nazism. Uh, it's an inspiring read. Uh, mm-hmm. Dietrich Bonhoeffer by Eric Metaxas. I really recommend it. Let me and give, just to give a plug for that real quick. I have not read it, but my son who's in college has, and my daughter that just graduated from high school read it while she was in high school. Now she's in college. And both would give a strong recommendation for the book. So it's not just older ministers that would find this book to be helpful. Um, here you have a college-aged and a high school-aged mm-hmm. person saying, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a great book. They loved it. I mean, it's a, it's a commitment. I mean, it's a massive book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a big tome. But both of them made it through it and thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah, I would recommend it as well. And there's smaller biographies. So John Piper put out a series called The Swans Are Not Silent. And there's like six or seven books, and they're small books, and they have like three biographies each in them. And those books have been really impactful to me. I remember reading about Adoniram Judson. He was a missionary to Burma, I think, in the 19th century. He lost two wives and I think his children, and he actually started to go insane. He sold all of his possessions back in England, and he went out in the woods and just went crazy for several weeks. And then he, by the grace of God, heard that his brother had converted right before he died. Hmm. And that conversion of, of knowing his brother was in the kingdom of God, it brought him out of darkness into light. And then he finished, I mean, he translated the Old Testament, translated the New Testament. And I remember reading this story and I was in a low, a low, low, low in ministry. And I'm reading it and like tears are coming down my, my cheeks because like, oh, God, thank you that we see these faithful stories of, of your, your love to your people and the story of your delivering them when they're at the lowest part of their life. Mm-hmm. Just for reference, that book, are the, all of those, The Swans Are Not Silent, have been put into one book called 21 Servants of Sovereign Joy. So probably one chapter per. Yep. So then if you want, you can buy the entire set instead yep. of buying them. Nice. Separately. As, yep. Another one that I would recommend, Through Gates of Splendor by Elizabeth Elliot. 
It's the story of her husband, Jim Elliott, and his colleagues who were martyred Christian missionaries uh, that were taking the gospel to Aqua Indians in Ecuador back in the early 1950s. And they flew into, uh, if you're not familiar with the story, it's uh, part of the beginning. I, I know many people here in the Valley are familiar with Mission Aviation Fellowship. It's part of the beginning of the story of of that ministry. And anyway, they flew into a remote area in Ecuador and uh, landed on a, on a little sandbar landing strip. And uh, five men uh, were, they were, seeking to take the gospel to these uh, to this remote tribe and were martyred. And Elizabeth Elliot, uh, who was left a widow, wrote this uh, book, Through Gates of Splendor, telling the story of her, her husband, Jim Elliot, and God's call on his life, and, and also the, uh, the others who were, became martyrs uh, in that situation. But it's called Through Gates of Splendor. It's a wonderful, inspiring read. She also wrote a book called These Strange Ashes, and it's about her time prior to marrying Jim Elliott and as missionary work and some of God's difficult providential le- leadings at the time. I found that extremely helpful. A book my daughter just read and my wife just read was the letters, the love letters that Jim and Elizabeth wrote yeah. back and forth called Devotedly, and they would strongly recommend that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope that you will continue to join us. Uh, Don't know what we'll talk about next time, but no doubt it'll be something gripping. So we will see you next time on the Gospel for Life. 